0: Welcome to Day 250 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp, here with David Keefe and Matthew Kresge. And we're continuing our journey through Matthew. We got you halfway through Matthew 12 yesterday, so we're going to continue in Matthew 12 uh, today. And you can see the tension mounting as Jesus nears Jerusalem and nears the cross. You see the conflict between Jesus and the teachers of the law. And we pointed out, you know, yesterday you have this wonderful scene where a man with a withered hand is restored on the Sabbath. And Jesus said, "It's lawful to do good on the Sabbath. In other words, the Sabbath is for good and, and for the purpose of restoring you know what is lost in us, which was envisioned, you know and what he did. And instead of rejoicing at the teachers in law began to look for a reason to kill him. And Jesus has warned us about this. He's warned us that uh, not everybody is going to love you for the sake of the gospel, that it can be, you know, very divisive. And so we kind of see that division mounting as we continue through chapter 12. Uh, Before we read, let's uh, offer ourselves in a moment to the Lord. Matt, do you mind leading us?
1: Father, we do offer this moment and this time to you. We ask that you would be with us. Uh, Father, we thank you that you are... um, you're gracious towards us. You're, you're loving towards us, um, and we pray as we um, enter into your word at this time that, that Father, those um, things would be evident that that we would um, we would know your your peace. Uh, we would know your comfort. We would know your conviction that comes by the Spirit. And so, Father, as we read, um, open our eyes. Uh, help us to um, to see you. Um, to interpret clearly, and and um, and Father, to. To rightly handle your word, we we thank you for um, the gift of your word. Uh, Would you use it in us today? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.
0: Matthew chapter 12, beginning in verse 22. And then they brought him a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute, and Jesus healed him so they could both talk and see. All the people were astonished and said, could this be the son of David? When the Pharisees heard this, they said, "It is only by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, that this fellow drives out demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and every city or household divided against itself will not stand. If Satan drives out Satan, he's divided against himself. How can his kingdom stand? And if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your people drive them out? So then they will be your judges. But if it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can plunder his house. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. And so I tell you, every kind of sin and slander will be forgiven. But blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. Make a tree good and its fruit will be good, or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad, for a tree is recognized by its fruit. You brutal vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. An evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Then some of the Pharisees and the teacher of law said to him, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. He answered, A wicked and adulterous generation asked for a sign, but none will be given it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will stand up at judgment with this generation and condemn it, for they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and now something greater than Jonah is here." The Queen of the South will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for she came from the ends of the earth to listen to Solomon's wisdom, and now something greater than Solomon is here. When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I'll return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean and put in order. Then it goes out and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself, And they go in and they live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. This is how it will be with this wicked generation. While Jesus was still speaking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to them. He replied to him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother. And sister and mother. And a nice uh, little section, <clears throat> and of course, the only way that uh, you know the uh, teachers of the law can explain Jesus is to credit him to the work of the evil person. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminds us of C.S. Lewis's, you know, trilemma. You know, we can't just simply say that Jesus was a good person. He's Either everything he came you claim to be, he is, you know, Lord, or he's, he's just, you know, a lunatic, you know, making wild claims that nobody <laughs> should know, or he's deliberately deceitful, and that's what, you know, they're saying. He's an instrument, you know, of the enemy. And, and of course, Jesus said, How can that be? Everything that's happening here, you know, is a manifestation of God's goodness, not the enemy's, you know, attack on, you know, God's people.
2: No, it's, I mean, we see the Pharisees like missing it over and over again, but man this really shows they were really missing who christ was and especially even when he says no it's by the spirit that i drive out demons and the kingdom that the kingdom of god has come upon you yeah and so he lets us know how he's actually doing this if it
0: is by the spirit then Mm -hmm. the kingdom of god has you know come upon you and you're leaving out a very important conclusion you know, your conclusion is, you know, this is a work of the enemy. Yeah. Um, there's another conclusion you can come to: this is the very work of God in restoring His people, and of course, it has every, you know, every appearance, you know, of the restoration, uh, the restorative work of mm-hmm.
1: God. You know, we saw this at the end of chapter nine, where Jesus heals, you know, the demon possessed and the mutant. They say the same thing, but the Pharisees said to him, it's by the prince of demons that he drives out demons. And I wonder if that was just an accusation that they, you know, levied against him over and over and over again, or if Matthew's kind of picked back up this story a little bit to, you know, to show us, he's been showing us the power of of the kingdom, you know, the kingdom has come, you know, now if he's picking it back up to, you know, as a way to, to show us, you know, how Jesus is doing these things, or, you know, if this was just, again, those charges that, yeah. they were jealous of him
0: and, and of course you know the trigger points you know in both instances are when the people are speaking well and being astonished by you know Jesus' work so in verse 23 all the people are astonished and said could this be the son mm. of David mm-hmm. you know uh, could this be the Messiah could this be you know God fulfilling his promises which should be you know, vitally evident it wasn't evident to John and not it wasn't evident, you know, to the teachers of the law, but the people are saying these are some of the things that we expect God to do when he returns to restore the fortunes, mm-hmm. you know, of his people.
1: And what, uh, you know, with that note in the chapter 9, you know, the the two blind men call out, have mercy on the son of David, and then the people exclaim, nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. And that is, those are the trigger points where... Yeah,
0: right, many times somebody is speaking well of... Jesus, or connecting him, you know, with the work of God, and it is it's fantastic, you know, that the uh, uh, that they saw in him, you know, what the disciples need to see that this is indeed the Son of David, mm-hmm. and what the te- you know the people yeah. you know, need to see.
2: And I like as well in, in that opening scene as you know they're they're kind of attributing Christ's power to, to Satan. But then we see, no, no, that, that's not where his powers coming from. It's always from the spirit, but even more, how much more powerful Jesus is than this Beelzebul that they're speaking of, that he's actually can bind Satan and then go and plunder his house and take people into the kingdom that he's been proclaiming. And so just love seeing where they think his power's coming from, it's actually not from there, and it's actually so much more that Jesus has than they could even imagine, um, as he's actually the one plundering Satan, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and, of course, we see that image, you know, in uh, uh, Revelation chapter 20, you know, the <laughs> binding, you know, of Satan. And, of course, Jesus is here proclaiming, I'm the one who is able to do that. I am the one who has, mm. you know, has done that.
1: Yeah. I, I think that it's interesting, too, following, you know, this discussion um, where the Pharisees and the teachers will ask him, teacher, we want a sign from you. And then he says, you know, a wicked, a wicked generation seeks for a sign. And I just... We talked about this a little bit previously, but um, you're just in my reading through Numbers right now, and and you have the, kind of that generation, the unbelieving generation, stuck in the wilderness, you know, failing to believe God um, will bring about His promises to them, you know. And, and God, one of the things He indicts them for is, I've shown you sign after sign after mm-hmm. sign, and yet you still not, do not believe. And and I mean, they have to know, you know, those stories, and Jesus is saying. You're just like the generations of old. You won't believe what you see. No,
0: absolutely. You, what kind of sign would you like? Yeah. Would you like to see, you know, with a girl raised? Mm-hmm. Uh, would you like to see a blind man see? Would you like to see a man with a shriveled hand have his hand completely restored, you know, in front of you while you look on and plan a way, you know, to, you know, murder me? Um would but, you Would Think not? about the
1: sign he just did, I mean, a couple of chapters ago. There's more they, signs right? I wanted to go oh, through. No. A There's a couple more. Well, they, they bring the man lying on the mat, and Jesus says, Your, your sins, sins are, are forgiven, for which is a claim to be God. It's so a way to steal my thumb. Yeah, and, and then what does so Jesus close. do? He says, Just so you know, I have the authority, the that's sign right. to do that. Stand up, take your mat, and walk. And the man walks away, and they say, Oh, no.
0: No, and that's an important expression of what miracles are. They're a sign of some deeper work, and that deeper work is, you know, not just the restoration of the outer person, but the restoration of the inward person. Mm-hmm. And of course, the gospel restores us in relationship with God. And one day we will be restored fully, you know, spiritually, physically, emotionally, uh, all all together. And you have to love. You know, his you know description. You know, in verse you know thirty you know thirty three is a beautiful expression of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Make a tree good, and its fruit will be good. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's exactly what the gospel does. It changes the very character of who we are so that we can bear the fruit of of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And, and of course what sin has done to us is, you know, the very next sin that's make the tree bad and all of its fruit is bad. Mm-hmm. And the tree will be recognized, you know, by its you know, by its fruit. And then thirty five, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every idle word. And what do you think qualifies for idle words there, Matt? I don't, careless words. <laughs> yeah, careless <laughs> every, words. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm I
1: mean, probably guilty of a few of those. Think of social media. I think of all the ways. I, I mean, isn't it? I think we're so good at self justifying that we would tend to think, you know, careless words or idle words being words that, like, you know, those bad words we shouldn't be saying. And yet. I mean, Jesus has so expanded this saying, not just the physical words that we speak, but those words we type, you know, and, and the words that are on our timelines. And, I mean, it's, it's the exposing of our heart, you know, that out of our heart the mouth speaks. And
0: that's exactly what he's you know, what he's saying is uh, probably one of the best indicators. Or, or you know, mm-hmm. what, you, what you say casually or what you let slip out. Yeah. You know, the, the, those kinds of things. And, of course, it's, a, again, a reminder, you know, that... Uh, we we don't have innate righteousness we need a work of god in order for everything you know about us to to become you know good fruit and in, including our words you're reminded Absolutely. of david's you know david's prayer you know let the words of my mouth and the very meditations of my heart uh, which is a sermon on the mount mm-hmm. uh, you know let the words of my mouth you know mm-hmm. don't say raka or you fool and the meditations of my heart you talk about lust and murder mm-hmm. be pleasing to you, my Lord God and my Redeemer. No, I, I've, And that's a work only he can do on yeah,
2: I've never found a time in my life where my words and my thoughts and my heart have been wrong <clears throat> and and sinful and me being, you know, and my heart being really close to Christ at the same time. It's usually when that drift happens, that's when my thoughts and my words and my heart begin to do these things and Mm -hmm. not bear this good fruit and so we can't even hide from jesus like jesus knows their thoughts it tells us earlier right like well i just won't say it i'll think it no he still has you and because that's your heart
1: well that's psalm 139 kitty mentioned it earlier this week but in psalm 139 it says the lord knows our words before it's Mm -hmm. even on our tongue
0: tongue,
2: isn't that the great truths of the new covenant though right that he gives us this new heart and um man that's what we desperately need is his transformative work in us to actually change us cuz it's not like i can just perform and not say careless words um maybe for like 10 minutes i can do that but i'm in my flesh i'm going to fail oh yeah and so and, i need and, him.
0: and just because we've held our tongue doesn't mean our heart is yeah. not actively you know going in a different direction yeah. so he indeed has made the the tree good you know by his by his righteousness uh so that it can bear you know good fruit and of course the sign that he ultimately offers as a sign of the resurrection mm-hmm. yeah. said i have one more for you <laughs> you've seen all this i have one more for you and that's not only you know uh, as the son of man you know as john will say been given life in himself but he's given the authority to lay it down and to take it up mm-hmm. again which is the ultimate prerogative of god fantastic passage mm-hmm. and <clears throat> david do you mind closing us with a word of prayer
2: no let's pray Father, it is quite amazing that even though you know the, the depths of our sinfulness and, and the darkness of our hearts, you have pursued us and, and you've still gone to the cross for us and, and raised to life in order that we too may have newness in life as we put our faith in you. And so, Father, may we be a uh, uh, people that seek to uh, honor you in all that we say and all that we think and in all that we do. Um, father may we marvel at at the beauty of the gospel and the wonder of the cross of christ Uh, may it never be lost on us Um, forgive us for the times that we we drift from you and may you and your grace um, call us back to you and so father may you continue to grow us and to sanctify us and to transform us into the image and likeness of your son and so we pray that all in his name amen